Morning, folks, and also to those who are in the hub. Just to recap what the announcement goes about the pledge. Uh, last Sunday, we had what they call the Stewardship Sunday, where the team has presented to us the new financial year. And so starting August, we'll be having a new financial year. And so this morning is a way to appeal to the church for your pledge. I'm sure you're given this pledge card. If you don't have, you can ask the ushers or raise your hand later on. Uh, this should be inserted together in the bulletin. And there is a box like what Colin is saying to ask you to tick, just to give your consent about your details to the church office. So we need your cooperation and also bless you with what you're about to pledge to God's work. Okay, let's pray then. Now, Father, we want to commit this moment of meditation before you and ask for your blessing be upon us as we listen to your word and be encouraged and to make a response to you in love and commitment. So bless our time here, Lord, as we pray this in Jesus' loving name. Amen. So in conjunction with the Black Sunday this morning, come how a Lord told me the attention to share this meditation on pledging. And the theme is, We give thee, but thy own. It's an old English. In fact, there's a hymn on this, that we give thee, but thine own. Whatever the gift may be, all that we have is thine alone. A trust, O Lord, from thee. So in our modern English, simply means what we give to God, really what belongs to Him. We give thee, but thy own. Alright? Because you just look at the birth of a young baby, either she or he, comes out nothing, nothing on and so that's the picture that we human beings stand before God, that we are nobody. All good things come from the Creator God Himself, and He deserves all our worship, our giving, our commitment, our love. So let me now begin with this old preacher's story. Some of you old enough may remember. Choto, uh, those are younger, so I can share this with you. Make sure you laugh. Lah. That's all. The story goes like there were three religious leaders, a rabbi, a priest, and a minister. We call it a pastor. We're discussing about the income, how they divide and give back to God accordingly. It started with the minister who said, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. I will draw a line on the floor and I throw the money up. If any money that falls on the right side belongs to the good Lord. Any money that drop on the left side belongs to me. Then comes to the priest. Say, my method was I will draw a circle on the floor, any money I throw out 
and dropped into the box or the, the circus belong to the good Lord. Any money dropped outside the circus belong to me. Then the rabbi say, hey, hey folks, you all do it all wrong. I show you my way. I throw the money up. If the good Lord catches all those, belong to him. Anything they drop on the ground is all mine. Oh, I love this story. <laughs> because it reminds us the way that we also make our approaches uh, in our giving. It comes with variety. And of course, the Lord said we give to him cheerfully and give it to him according to the riches that he has blessed us. So I guess this is a good starter perhaps to remind us on Black Sunday that you can think and pray over your giving. But the challenge remains, which is God? How do we consider God and how we consider ours? In a sense, but deep inside us, we, actually we don't have anything, right? Or belong to the Lord. Then look at the scripture text we have, like in Psalm uh, 50, 10 and 11. For every animal of the forest is mine, say the Lord, and the cattle of a thousand hills. Verse 11, I know every bird in the mountains and the insects in the fields are mine. Short and sweet, everything really belongs to the Lord. He's the owner, the provider, the sustainer of our lives. And King David in 1 Chronicles 29, 11-6, says, Yours, O Lord, is the greatest and the power of the glory and the victory and the majesty. For all that is in heavens and in the earth is yours. Your is the kingdom, O Lord. You are exalted as the head of above all others. Verse 12, both riches and honor come from you. You rule all, over all. And in your hand are the power and might. And your hand is to make great and to give strength to all. I will say amen. The King David himself was a king, but he declared that God was still the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. In fact, he writes again in Psalm 24, verse 1, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, and the world and those who dwell in it. The earth is the Lord. You and I is or are the Lord people. And Malachi 3, verse 10, the last book of the Old Testament, in fact, the Lord say, we are robbing him. But he say, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, so that there may be food in my house, and test me. Now in this, say the Lord of hosts, if I will not open to you the windows of heaven and pour out for you a blessing until it overflows. The Lord said, test me and see how I will provide you, calling the riches he has in heaven. And so here, just a good reminder that all things come from the Lord himself. Then we ask ourselves, why do we need to give to the Lord? If he has everything, he's the owner, provider. Then the Lord gave me this uh, meditation and share with you the illustration, which I do treasure myself dearly. 
a personal note is that uh, my wife's side has a great auntie, the only surviving one, I guess, 86 plus now, has a children, grandchildren, but currently uh, she's still staying alone with a maid. And uh, in the Chinese tradition, we would like to make uh, casual visit to her from time to time. And one good thing of my wife is she's not here yet. In the evening she'll be here. <laughs> that whenever she would say, "Let's go and see in the kampo," you know, good guarantee. Let's bring something along. We'll buy her something. Uh, can be a goodies or the box of essence of chicken or whatever we can bring. In other words, that we don't want to go empty-handed. But the kindness of Auntie when she saw us, she always and always remind us, please, next time don't bring anything. Just come. I'm very happy you come and visit me. And on many occasions, she will half the thing that we give her and return the rest to us. You take back, you take back, you take back, you know. And so we know this is a good Chinese culture. It could remain. But my point to you, beloved, she has enough, really, more than enough. She is in the middle class, staying in the condo. She doesn't really need much to the point that we don't really need to bring anything or give her anything. And again, this is a picture that God wants us to see. He has everything. You don't have to. But why do we do that? Well, the thought really comes to us is in worship, we come to express our love, appreciation, our gratitude, respect, and honor to God. So we also do not want to come empty-handed. We come to put the gift as a way to express our love to God. No matter how big, how small the gift is. We may use the word a token, but we believe God deserves more than a token from us. As I preached long ago, we are not giving God tips, folks. It never. God deserves the greater portion of a life to Him. So in worship, we come with expression to offer to Him our love through giving. And someone writes here beautifully, I want to share here, that the world asks how much we own. But Christ, our Lord, asks how we use it. We have our own, but Christ says, how do you use it? The world thinks more of getting. You know, we want to get more more. But Christ thinks of giving. How much do you give? How much do you share? The world asks what we give. But Christ our Lord will ask how we give. Not what we give, but how we give. Meaning, not the amount that we look at, but the motive in how you give. In the next night, you say, the former things of the amount, what we gave, the letter or the motive, Christ asks how we gave. And then men ask how much we give, but the Bible says how much we keep. The unconverted person, it could be a 
be believer, a non-Christian. Money is a means of gratification, in the sense that we can use money in many ways. Buy a new car, house, go traveling, and so on. It's nothing wrong, folks, but it's more for comfort. But for the converted one, folks like you and me, it will be a means of grace in terms of looking at money and opportunity for consecration. A time how we dedicate it to the use of God's work and the blessing to others. It's a means of grace that God can use to multiply our gift together. So we ask ourselves this morning, folks, what kind of lesson can we learn in giving to God? The first lesson I put here is giving is a privilege. The more blessed to give than to receive. Aren't you clear we can give, that we can share? I feel so blessed to be there. Manner, the opportunity given to me, in fact, is really a privilege. It is so heartening to know Singapore. I recognize only a dot, a red dot in the map. As you can see, the whole world, one of the smallest nations. But yet, over the years, and even today, or even future, tomorrow, we can send aids to refugees, the victims who are suffering in the crisis like earthquakes, tsunami, or flood, or typhoons, and so on and so on. Bear in mind, folks, we are just a little country in the world map. And yet, we have the opportunity to share our blessing to others. Don't you think it's a privilege in our giving? In what we have, we bless others. So here I learned that giving has no barriers. It crosses borders, culture, race, and countries. For God loves a cheerful giver. For God loves a cheerful giver. The late lesson is, giving is also our allegiance to God. We have an allegiance to God. What do I mean by that? In Matthew chapter 22, verse 15 to 22, you may be familiar with this text, that Jesus was there, confronted with a political issue. The Pharisees one of those who tried to lay a trap on him by asking Jesus these questions. Is it right to pay tribute to Caesar or not? Remember that incident? It was a loaded question and Jesus did not answer them directly because the Lord knew they were catching him and see what kind of response or answer he gave. But Jesus was very wise in the dialogue uh, encounter. Show me the coin, the Roman coin. They say, what do you see in the picture there? The answer was Caesar's. So the Lord replied was, render to Caesar's what is Jesus, but to God what is God. So there is allegiance for us folks. To think of a world system, allegiance to God Himself. 
In fact, the scripture has reminded us, reminded us that we have a dual citizenship. Remember that? In Philippians chapter 3, verse 20, Paul writes, Our citizenship is in heaven, and for it we wake a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Ephesians 2.19 But you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of a household of God. We are having a dual citizenship. Of course, as a citizen on earth or this country, we pay our income tax. Folks, you pay your income tax? I pay by installment. Quite easy to go by. But of course, come with other taxes. Uh. You have GST and every other thing. Then we are asked to obey the law. Guy, you are asked to do your NS. And then we are asked to maintain a harmonious living with our fellow citizens, helping one another, blessing one another. That is our citizenship obligation. But we also have our spiritual obligation, folks. What is that? To love God and to love His neighbor. When you know how to love God, you will know how to render what is God's. As Jesus put it to the Pharisees and the people, look at a coin you have Caesar said, render to him. But what is to God, you need to offer. And so we have our obligation, so to speak, allegiance to God in our giving, in our expression, in our commitment to Him as a fellow citizens of the heavenly. And today is Holy Communion. I'm asked to keep the sermon short. I'm so glad to do it. I'm going to close with a story. The story you say is a true story by this man called Watson, Watson, Maxi German. I hope I get his name correct. Just live up to the age of 36. It was say that he was an international known uh, Christian businessman, more with a few business very well established in his time. But he also at the same time a devout Christian. And during his heyday, his prosperous time, he gave away millions to build churches around the world and gave generosity to all kinds of Christian ministry and causes. And then he was say that he experienced some financial difficulties and went into bankruptcy. Lost his company and his personal fortune. Then at the darkest moment, a friend asked him, whether he regretted of giving the millions away over the years. You know what, folks? His answer, look at the next slide. Not at all. Only lost what I kept for myself. In other words, the portion that I offered to the Lord was really due for the Lord. What he really lost and become bankruptcy was his own money. He was glad to give to the work of God altogether. And so here we learn from this man of God that he never blamed God nor regretted what he given to God over the years. 
It's a good investment, folks. Investment to God's work. So in God's economy, we are told that we keep, we lose. What we give to God, ours, we give to God, it will be ours forever. Remember the story when the Lord said this woman will give with an expensive jar of oil and broke it, anointed him. He said her deed will be well remembered as long as the gospel is preached. That is a recognition by the Lord. And the widow might remember to have all, she had only the two coins or what, but she gave it up all for the Lord. And the Lord commanded her she give up all, more than those who, who are rich in a certain way. And so here in God's economy, we keep, we lose, but we give to God, is ours forever. The Lord will remember our giving. So in conclusion, something for us to take home, we worship God with our giving. This is where we challenge you in your weekly offering, in your pledge to the Lord's work. Remembering giving is a privilege, something that we can appreciate and thank God for. It's a for blessed to give than to receive. Secondly, to remind us that giving is our allegiance to God. Give to Caesar's what is Caesar's and to God what is God's. We have that to God Himself. So I pray as you come to dedicate your pledge and you come for Holy Communion, we ask that you just fill up the card and place in the box and come for communion. We'll give you further instruction. When you come to this time, uh, here and also too at the hub side. Let's pray. Oh, Father, we want to thank you for this meditation, reminding us the call of God in our lives, the remembrance, the way that you bless us, the way that you receive us, the way you continue to lead us. So we pray for these dear ones who are here this morning. We are able to make their response to you in love, in what you have blessed us all together. In Jesus' loving name we pray. Amen.